Well, you've probably been watching the footage like myself over the weekend of the opening of the uh, Olympics. Uh, the opening ceremony seemed eerie, didn't it, without anybody in the stands? And it's been the same for our athletes. Uh, Associate Professor Stephen Bird from the uh, USQ knows all about elite, a- elite athletes. He's worked with many of them. He's uh, attended a couple of Olympic Games over the years as well. And uh, he joins me to talk about this uh, rather strange scenario. Good morning to you, Stephen. Hi, Lee. Welcome to you and the listeners. Now, this is extraordinary. I mean, I don't think anybody expected uh, anywhere in history that we'd be seeing the scenes that we have done uh, from the Olympics. Uh, Is there a a major impact, do you think, to athletes or do they get themselves into such a zone that they may not even know that there's a crowd there when there is? Yeah, look, that's a fantastic question. And I know our initial work with uh, Dr. Meta Singh from the uh, Henry Ford uh, medical clinic in Detroit. We've been doing some work and collaborating with Dr. Singh around uh, her involvement with the NBA bubble last year uh, when they went to Atlanta, Florida, mm. and they actually set up uh, the NBA schedule there in the Walt Disney World complex. And and her uh, her work there with the LA Lakers, you know, really alluded us to some of the potential issues that can arise with these type of situations where you're in a bubble where there's no crowds and how that actually can affect the athletes. And, and interestingly, Lee, the number one comment and feedback uh, that Dr. Singh had, had discussed with us in a, a recent paper we published was around athletes, the eeriness of actually hearing everything from the coaches and the benches and the other players on court, which was something that they weren't prepared for. Usually, mm-hmm. as you're aware, the, the stadium's rocking and it's very loud and it's very energetic. And uh, in this instance, the, the comments was more around the fact that they could actually hear the opposing bench, they could hear the opposing coaches, and that, that level of um, what you could call distraction or noise in the background was actually quite off-putting for some of the players. Well, I can only imagine, I heard someone talking about the fact that they could hear their heartbeat, they could hear their breath, uh, you know, which is something that, yes, they, they hadn't experienced before, and that, that adds a whole other level to their, their competition. I also spoke with our local three-time Olympian, Justin Anlazak, uh, just last yes. week, and, and, and he said, you know, mate, massive to me, because he said that's exactly why I strove to get to the Olympics, was to walk out in front of 100,000 screaming fans, and he, he, felt a bit, he felt that maybe it was, you know, they're a bit robbed that they didn't get that uh, euphoria that you get from the crowd. Oh, absolutely, and I can I can certainly appreciate that that comment because we know that there is you know the crowd will bring a level of arousal to to an athlete you know and that's what takes a lot of these athletes from what would be you know achieving a personal best to an Olympic Games record or a world record is the fact that they have the energy and, and you speak to any athlete that has competed in such an environment, they all talk about the energy that they can feed off from the crowd and the noise and being in the moment. And so they have that not there. I can, uh, in in speaking with with some of the staff at the Australian Olympic team in particular, you know, they've worked very hard with their, their psychological strategies to assist the athletes to be able to perform in those moments under these circumstances, even though these circumstances are something that they're really not used to. So once again, it's like most things in sport, um, the athlete's ability to adapt to the circumstances and the moment 
uh, going to uh, see those athletes that are able to do that probably be more more successful than others. And what about the effect too when we move away from competition? Because things are very different in the athletes' village compared to what it has been in previous games. Uh, and you know they're not to be sort of uh, uh, congregating as they as they normally would. I'd imagine that is a, a great sort of relief away from the uh, competition and a, and and great for their mental health and so forth. Uh, what about the effect that that might be having as well? Yeah, I think that's an, another significant point. Like I know, as you mentioned, I was fortunate enough to, to go to Beijing in 2008 and then Rio in 2016. And a part of the escape, if you want to use that term, from the pressures of the day-to-day training, yeah. the day-to-day recoveries, the day-to-day competition, a part of you know athletes and, and staff members' escape was to actually just wander around the village go to the dining hall, you know, go and have a look at what's happening around the place. Whereas now we we suspect and we know that that's not really going to be the experience that a lot of the athletes, you know, look forward to as being a part of one of the contingents within an Olympic village. So that itself is going to be a different different set of circumstances. And I think, you know, speaking to some of the athletes, it's certainly um, not what they had envisaged in going into an Olympic village. Yeah, no doubt about that. I mean, incredible. Every man and woman that has made their way to uh, the Olympics has done uh, amazingly well to have uh, got to that point in their life, in their career as a sports person. Uh, but uh, it is a very different one this year. And, uh, of course, then with the added having to wait, uh, sit on their hands for 12 months before they could actually go and compete uh, is yeah. just added to all of this. So I think anybody that finds themselves up on that dais uh, for whatever medal uh, they have done, incredibly well in 2021. Associate Professor Stephen Bird, thank you so much for shedding a bit of light on that and for your time this morning. Really appreciate it. Uh, No trouble, mate. All the best to you and everyone. Stay safe out there. I tell you what, there is nowhere better if you want to see uh, the sky at its best than Big Sky Country, the Western Downs, and it's always great to catch up with the Mayor of the uh, Western Downs region, Paul McVeigh, joins me. Good morning to you, mate. Yeah, good morning, Lee. And dead right, it's an absolutely magnificent sunrise out here this morning, so... Definitely uh, the big skies out in the Western Downs, great place to be. It sure is. Now, I know you've got a, a road show coming up uh, which uh, shows off some opportunities to do business with council. Yeah, it is, Lee, and thanks for the opportunity to talk about it because between the 10th and the 12th of August, uh, council is doing a road show to promote uh, the opportunities for our, our local businesses to be able to you know, get involved with council in the procurement area. And we've got a lot of big projects going on and we've got a quite a large budget and we need and focus on spending that money as much as we can, as much as we possibly can, within our region. So we're certainly inviting everyone to come along. These sessions are going to be at Miles, Chinchilla, Tara and Dolby, and certainly welcome all businesses to come along and see where their business and the opportunity to fit within the council's programs to be able to to do business with council, and we're very, very keen to support our local businesses. All right. I know you've got some major projects uh, happening out there, and you've got a bit of an update for us on some of those. Yeah, Lee, look, this has all come out of uh, bringing, it was COVID, and I think COVID has brought quite a few benefits to our region, and one of those is we've brought a lot of projects forward to enhance the opportunity for our local people and to attract tourism into our region, and bringing those tourist dollars into the region is very important, especially during COVID. So we've done a major upgrade of the Lake Broadwater, Caligula Lagoon, and Chinchilla Weir, and the response we're getting from our community and myself and some of the councillors and the CEO went for a drive around and 
they've just been absolutely outstanding. And the, the number of caravans coming through our region and staying at these places leads outstanding and uh, great the contribution of that uh, tourism dollar and that, that great homemade dollar into our communities is absolutely fantastic. That is great to hear. Uh, Youth Month, there's some exciting events planned for August uh, for your region's young people. Yeah, Lee, and it's, it's so important to be engaged with our youth and give them the opportunity to go out and burn off a bit of energy and have a lot of fun. And so we've got so many things happening uh, through next month. And as I say, it's celebrating Youth Month. And we've got uh, discos, a fun night of music, lights, games, all that sort of thing, the fluoro. But one of the great things we're having, and this is uh, on the 15th of August at Chinchilla Recreational Grounds, we've got a a giant inflatable obstacle course and uh, you can go online and have a look at some of the challenges when they, they blow this uh, facility up and it looks fantastic and so all our buses in Chinchilla so all our young people can get to it we're actually offering free buses to go that will take our youth to um, from both Dolby, Miles and, and Tara to Chinchilla uh, to be able to join in the fun burn up some of that energy Lee and uh, <laughs> really get to know a lot of other people and yeah, you and I probably won't make that obstacle course, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny you should say that because uh, I, I'm happy to announce this morning that uh, next week, so we are going to be a bit early for the course, uh, but next week we're going to embark <laughs> on a little road trip around our region and uh, we are going to end up on Wednesday afternoon at Chinchilla. We'll stay Wednesday night at the Magnificent Club Hotel there and we'll be broadcasting from the balcony of uh, the Club Hotel on the Thursday morning, the 5th of August, with Love to see you out there if you're out that way. We'll then go to Jimball Homestead on our way home and uh, call into Dolby and have a bit of a look around and just remind people how magnificent this region is. And if we are doing a little staycation, as they call it, uh, give you some ideas of some of the things that you can go and do and see in that part of the world. So we can't wait to be out in Big Sky Country. Uh, thanks very much, Lee. It's always great to have you present and present from our region and and it's really an absolutely magnificent region and very proud of uh, of our community and uh, look forward to seeing you out here on the 5th. We can't wait. Thank you very much, the Mayor of the regional, uh, the Western Downs Regional Council, Paul McVeigh. Uh, we will catch you then. Thanks, Lee. No worries. Here's Everclear, it's Triple M. Thank you, mate. That's great. Yeah, Lee, you're, you're always fantastic, mate. It's a... Uh, it is exciting, mate. We've got a few challenges out here with our aged care, so it's uh, yes. it's hot on us, mate. Uh, but uh, we're working through that, and I'll, I might even come back at some stage to sure. um, keep you up to date on it's. It's a tough one, mate. Oh, I know it's, it's horrible. It's nice, to to, uh, it's nice to be able to promote some good stuff that's happening in our region. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, and, uh, I, I do thank you for that, mate. Oh, mate, it's absolutely our pleasure. And uh, as I say, we'll be uh, we'll be doing that. If there's anything else uh, that you'd like to add to that, mate, just uh, shoot it through to us, and uh, uh, we will talk about it on that morning. And uh, obviously, we'd be looking at uh, catching up with you if you're uh, if you're around at some stage uh, on that day. Yeah, great. Can you shoot uh, through a bit of some times and that? Yeah. And I'll put it in my diary. It'd absolutely, will do. I'll have Meryl do that straight away. Thanks, mate. Thanks, lady. No Sorry, problem mate. at all. Talk to you soon. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Thanks, Paul. Bye-bye. You cannot be serious! Yes, I'm serious. An Australian activewear firm, Lorna Jane, may still be the go-to for women seeking quality gym gear. And while their clothes may be trendy and good quality, what they won't do is stop you from getting COVID-19. No, it's not surprising to me either, but it is apparently to Lorna Jane. You see, the company has just been slapped with a $5 million fine for claiming its clothing eliminated and stopped the spread of COVID. Lorna Jane had advertised that its clothing used a groundbreaking technology called LJ Shield. 
I'm assuming, invented at the Lorna Jane Institute, which is right next door to the Pons Institute, to prevent the transfer of all pathogens. However, in a ruling, a judge said the company's claim was exploitative, predatory and potentially dangerous and a little bit stupid. The company maintained that it had been misled by its own supplier. Yes, sir, it wasn't our fault. Many people are now hoping that they're also fined for suggesting that yoga pants look great on everybody. And welcome to the bar behind bars. An unusual prison-themed cocktail bar is launched as England embraces the recent easing of coronavirus lockdown restrictions. And it's on the lookout for new inmates to try it out. Alcotraz, cell block 212 in London, promises to be one of the most unique cocktail bars in the city. Punters have to don orange jumpsuits and sit inside actual jail cells before trying to smuggle alcohol past the warden and into the hands of other inmates. If you're successful, the expert inmates will create your bespoke cocktail using your chosen spirit. Alcotraz asks inmates to be as creative as you can be with your attempts to smuggle in liquor. Well, that could go south very quickly. But don't worry because the crooked prison guards are on your side and also have a system for hiding contraband. Well, I guess if nothing else, it's quite novel to be behind bars before you start a night out on the cocktails. You cannot be serious!